We are back. Our next interview will be with Peter G. Peterson on his dire predictions for the economy. We spoke to him back in 2004, and while it is, as always, a fantastic interview in its own right, it has added a considerable amount of weight with the benefit of hindsight. We are extremely pleased and privileged to have on today's program Peter G. Peterson. Mr. Peterson is chairman of both the Council on Foreign Relations, which is one of the world's premier organizations fostering cooperation at the highest levels of government and industry, and the Blackstone Group, a leading global investment and advisory firm. Peter Peterson has served at the highest levels of industry, financial institutions, and government. In addition to his chairmanships already mentioned, his distinguished resume includes being chairman of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, founding chairman of the Institute of International Economics in Washington, D.C., former CEO of Bell & Howell, former chairman and CEO of Lehman Brothers, and U.S. Secretary of Commerce for President Richard Nixon. Mr. Peterson has examined what's going on in this country from a financial standpoint, an economic standpoint, and he doesn't, frankly, like what he sees. Uh, You may have noticed in Newsweek magazine, July 12th, an excerpt from Mr. Peterson's book, Running on Empty, was presented with 10 partisan myths, five that the Republicans seem to fall for and five Democratic myths. It's clear Mr. Peterson feels that he needs to speak out on the current grave situation he sees mounting around us. In fact, he said in the Washington Post, today mounting federal and trade deficits pose a major threat to both capital formation and economic performance over the next several decades. But few business leaders are speaking out against this destructive tide of red ink. I think Peter Peterson's message needs to get out there, and I'm delighted that here at KDVS today we can assist that process. I myself have traveled to other countries, such as Argentina and Brazil, and seen what happens when they have an economic meltdown. It isn't just a theoretical concern. Uh, My grandparents, and to some degree parents, lived through the Great Depression that took place in this country. Again, demonstrating that uh, that woeful economic conditions and the misery they bring about are, are not just theoretical matters. We've lived in times of economic prosperity for so long that it's hard for us to imagine what might happen if that were all to go away. Well, Peter Peterson has spent some time analyzing uh, where we might go wrong, and he's here to talk about it today. Specifically, his book, Running on Empty, How the Democratic and Republican Parties Are Bankrupting Our Future and What Americans Can Do About It. About this book, Warren Buffett has said, Today, too many of our country's key economic decisions are being made with an eye to the next election rather than to the next generation. This book explains in simple but powerful terms why it's imperative that our attention be refocused now. Peter G. Peterson, welcome to Radio Parallax. Thank you, sir. Your book, Running on Empty, is selling well, and that's what you're here to talk to us about. Well, it's, uh, I'm shocked. It's, it's a bestseller, which is truly a shocking development. Well, uh, it deserves to be. Having just read it, uh, I'm, I'm, I wish someone had written a book like this 20 years ago. Thank you, sir. It was excerpted in Newsweek Magazine's July 12th issue. And uh, we should note that you're critical of Americans' politicians of both parties who have offered more in the way of government commitments while simultaneously reducing government intake. The result? Giant budget deficits. 
Now, my first question would be that it was said by Vice President Cheney that deficits don't matter and that Ronald Reagan had proved that. Why is that not so? Well, why don't we look at it this way? If you have a budget deficit, the government gets the first crack at that because the deficit must be financed. That comes out of the savings of our people, and it depletes the savings pool that is needed to invest. It's out of investment that economies grow and prosper. So think of deficits as being negative savings and over the long term, negative investment and therefore negative growth. Now for a while, as we're doing at the present time, you can import foreign capital and we're importing $4 billion every workday. Half to finance what are called the current account deficits, which is made up importantly of the trade deficit, and the other half because we've got very little savings in this country and we need the money to invest. But there's a big problem with that because we are borrowing these incredible amounts of money at a time when the rest of the world is aging faster than we are. All of these so-called entitlement spending programs, which is where the big money is spent, Social Security and Medicare, are going to explode when 77 million boomers retire. But if we think our problems are formidable when the boomers retire, and they're going to start in five years, they're a cakewalk compared to Europe and Japan, which has very, very low birth rates. And therefore, they're going to experience a drop in the number of young tax-paying workers. Also, their benefits are much higher, and their taxes, their payroll taxes, for example, in Europe, are 35% of pay. That compares to our 15% in this country. So there's a question of how much can you tax people in the final analysis. They also retire much earlier in Europe. In France, for example, only 34% of the people between 55 and 64 are even working. The unions are immensely powerful over there, which explains why in Paris, for example, if anybody has the courage to suggest even a minor increase in retirement age from 56 or something like that to 58, you see riots in the street. So here we are, a country, a great country, that is depending on foreign capital to finance both its foreign deficits and its investment at a time when the rest of the world is going to need that money for their own purposes. So we are taking risks that Paul Volcker, for example, former chairman of the Fed, predicts a 75% chance that we'll have a crisis in five years as foreigners either need the money for their own purposes or fear a crisis. So that's the reason why I believe deficits matter a lot. Yeah. And when we talk about the future, let's be sure we understand in human terms what we're talking about. We're talking about our own children and our own grandchildren. And I'm the lucky father of five kids and nine grandkids. And I'm a lucky guy who's been able to carve my life up in a way that I can spend some real time with those kids. And I really worry and feel guilty about the fact that what we're really doing, whether we admit it or not, is slipping our kids a huge check for our free lunch in the form of tremendous debts and tremendous tax increases. 
And I was presumably educated at the University of Chicago, where Milton Friedman, very conservative economist, used to say, a long-term tax cut is not a tax cut at all if you don't cut long-term spending. It's just a deferred tax increase on your kids. So those are some of the reasons I'm very concerned. Well, you close running on empty with a letter to young people, uh, people probably the age of students here at this university, and uh, their apathy seems to be of special concern to you. Well, I must tell you, remember the old joke of the philosophy professor who said, which is worse, ignorance or apathy? <laughs> and some kid from the back of the class says, I don't know and I don't care, <laughs> you know. And the fact that only 25% of our young people vote is another factor that makes it very difficult to reform these programs politically. I argue that Diedrich Bonhoeffer, a German philosopher, once said, the ultimate test of a moral society is the kind of world it leaves to its children. And I think we're failing that moral test. And that is a primary reason that I wrote this book. We appreciate very much your talking with us. And uh, again, the book is Running on Empty by Peter G. Peterson. Thank you, sir. That's it for Radio Parallax. It's been fun, and I hope you'll all join me again next week.